This is HPR episode 1880 entitled, Arduino Bluetooth How-To. It is hosted by Klaatu and is about 42 minutes long. The summary is, Klaatu talks about getting a Bluetooth module for an Arduino and how to make it work. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. You're listening to Hacker Public Radio. My name is Klaatu, and this is going to be an episode about the Arduino and Bluetooth control. So... Um, my girlfriend, Cyanide Cupcake, had this project where she needed to build a little basic remote control car, essentially, for this class that she was teaching on, well, it was actually at, what do you call it, observatory program to introduce people to the concept of how Martian rovers work. And so she figured it would be cool to make, have a class where people made a remote control, quote-unquote, Mars rover, and maybe did an obstacle course or something like that. And so the, the, the choice for this project was we figured an Arduino, and then people would control it via their smartphone or or laptop. So if you do a quick internet search for Bluetooth modules for an Arduino, or any embedded device really, there seems to be sort of one out there that everyone uses. And actually there's, it's actually two, but everyone calls it by one name, and that is the HCO5. HC-05. Actually, as I said, there's the HC06 as well, but a lot of posts online kind of just call them the HC05. It's kind of confusing, actually, because it turns out... And then, actually, it's even more confusing than that, that, because like uh, wireless cards or graphic cards, people can, from what I can tell, use the HC05 or HC06 chip and manufacture the actual Bluetooth module themselves. So you've got, like, all these HCO5s and HCO6 all being called HCO5, and all of them from different manufacturers. So you look at one online, and there's, like, six pins on that one, and you look at yours, and there's only four. And you think, why is this different? Well, probably just a different manufacturer. So it can get a little bit confusing, but the the basics of it is, is pretty much the same no matter what, unless you start really getting in there and wanting to hack on the the firmware of the of the chip itself um, in terms of the user facing functionality it's all basically the same and i'm going to run through the basic setup for all this stuff with you right now now in the past i have done some episodes of hacker public radio and my own uh, podcast at gnuworldorder.info um, where I like read a lot of code and kind of like expect people to actually transcribe it I could do that in this one, but I, I don't want to because I, I f- have a feeling that to do that well, there'd be a lot of code to read, and that would get pretty boring. So I'm going to kind of do an overview, but there are a lot of places online that you can get more information, and I will refer you to those uh, soon. So first thing, of course, is that yes, you do need an Arduino. Um, I've been using the Uno pretty recently a lot because it's cheap and um, we have needed a lot of them for f- f- you know large to medium-sized classes but 
I've used the AT Mega something or another as well. It's all basically the same, right? It's a embedded microcontroller thing with some pins in it. Okay, so as you perhaps know, if you plug the Arduino into your computer via the USB port, you can talk to that Arduino via some serial port. And the serial port on all the machines I've ever tried this on has been located at slash dev slash tty slash acm zero. I've seen online some people saying that it could be located somewhere else. I've just never, I've never had it anywhere but slash dev slash tty slash or um, tty acm and then something zero usually. But I mean, if you unplug it and then plug it back in before acm zero knows that it's been disconnected, then you could get an acm one, for instance. But that's that's where I find it. So I'm going to refer to it as that, because that's where I usually see it. Um, and as I've said in my previous Arduino episode, which was quite a while ago now, you can get started with the Arduino pretty pretty simply. You plug it in, and you, you download the Arduino IDE, which is a, a process... Uh, what is it? Yeah, process-based uh, little IDE written in Java, and start programming and it's it's pretty simple and there's a bunch of example sketches is what they call them and so you can load up examples and make the Arduino do pretty simple things pretty quickly like you can get the LED to blink and uh, things like that so for this project what you would need is a really it can be a super basic little program to basically accept control like instructions from some pin on the Arduino, and then, depending on what it receives, perform some action in an output port of the Arduino. As I've said, the the use case here was a little remote control car. That's not exactly the most obscure thing to do with an Arduino. If you, if you do an internet search, you will find instructions on how to do this. But just to give you a quick overview, essentially you would set up two variables, an integer, int, for for instance, a light, like an LED light. We could do motors, but then we would need a lot more than just one variable, so I'm just going to do an LED light. We're going to turn it on or off with via Bluetooth. So you would set up a variable, and you could call it int light equals, and then you would assign it to whatever pin in the Arduino that you're going to, to plug that light into. So let's just arbitrarily say that that's pin number 7. And then you would set up an int for incoming data, or, you know, something from the Bluetooth. So we'll call that BT data, Bluetooth data. And we will assign that to pin 0. 0 being, of course, the RX pin on the Arduino. Now that might be different for you if you're not using the Arduino Uno, but on the Arduino Uno, pin 0 is labeled RX. Now, RX and TX, if you don't know, are the input and output channels for the serial port. So anything that is being sent from, for instance, the Bluetooth module, you will send from the TX of the Bluetooth uh, into the RX of the Arduino Uno. And then going the other way, you'll be plugging the TX from the Arduino into the RX of the Bluetooth. So it's kind of, if you just think about it as a crossover, you know, in Ethernet, if you want to send data from one computer to another computer over an Ethernet cable, you can't just plug a standard Ethernet cable between the two, right? You either have to go through a switch, or you have to 
by a crossover cable, which um, swaps some of those little tiny cables in the Ethernet head, swaps them around so that the data you know goes from one to the other and they don't collide. Same principle here, um, more or less. Uh, so I mean, I, it could be exactly the same. I, I don't know that much about how cables work, so I'm, I'm saying I'm, I'm likening it to that without making any claim about the electronics. But I digress. So let's do a void setup now. So void setup, of course, is the the default sort of the init sequence. So when you when you start this application, this little program on the Arduino, uh, this is what will run first, and then it will proceed to go into its its main loop. So void setup, parentheses, parentheses, curly brace, pin mode, parentheses, light, comma, output, close parentheses, semicolon. That's a pretty standard thing in Arduino programming. You'll see that a lot. And all it does is it, it it's obviously using that variable, the integer variable light, which is set for pin 7. And we're calling that an output pin. We're, we're, we're putting that pin into output mode, meaning that it's going to send a signal to whatever we have plugged into that, in, into that slot, into that port. Makes sense, right? Okay, so then we'll do a digital write. That's another standard Arduino command. Digital write, or function, I guess. Digital write, parentheses, light, comma, low, close parentheses, semicolon. Now, uh, this is saying that we're, we're going to output when when we start this when we start the Arduino it's going to it's going to send a signal digital write w r i t e to the light which is of course pin 7 right um and it's going to send the signal low which i'm not sure if that, if low is the same as like zero or false or whatever but that sets the thing to its lowest its lowest value uh so it's essentially saying zero or false. It's it's saying turn the light off if it is you know if it's not already off turn it off. And it's it's good to to do that when you set up the thing in your init sequence because the Arduino obviously doesn't actually know if the LED light or the motor or whatever is on or off. So starting right up from the init sequence saying hey turn everything else uh, turn everything off that way we we start from a a known value. Okay, so that's setting up the, the, the hardware. So if you were doing something with motors, you would have a lot more there as well. You would have digital rights to all of your motors, turning them off, or, or whatever you want to do. Next, it would be, um, we're, we'll, we'll invoke the serial library of the Arduino, which is the word serial with a capital S. has to be a capital S. So serial.begin parentheses, 9600, close parentheses, semicolon. The 9600 is the baud rate uh, over which, uh, uh, at which we will be speaking to the, the Bluetooth module. That's important. If you set it to something that's, that's non-default for what you are speaking to, you may either miss data or misread data or, or whatever. So you'll, you'll kind of want to check on that. But there, there aren't that many different baud rates that are kind of like standardized out there. So if you can't tell, you know, if, if you get something and it doesn't tell you one way or the other and the internet doesn't seem to know, it, it, you could actually just try a couple of different standard baud rates. So not that big of a deal. And I'm saying baud, B-A-U-D. Okay, so the next line, and it's semicolon, and the next line is serial dot 
Um, well, actually, we don't need anything else yet. That's the init sequence. I had another line in there, but I, I'm, I'm deciding not to do that because it might confuse things. So we'll do a close curly brace. So that's our setup. So that's like, what, four lines in our setup? No, it's three lines in our setup. Not bad. So the next thing, as I said, so the setup is the init sequence. That happens once when you turn on the Arduino. The next thing you want to do is kick it over into its main loop. And for that, you need to create a loop. So it's void space loop parentheses parentheses curly bracket. Um, there's a little bit of error checking that we should probably do. Technically speaking, this, like strictly speaking, it's not necessary, but this is a little bit cleaner. So we'll just say if parentheses serial.available parentheses parentheses greater than zero parentheses and then curly brace because we're in an if if statement bt data equals serial dot read parentheses parentheses semicolon close the curly brace so what that is saying is that as long as the serial port is available then assign the variable bt data which if you'll recall we established at the top of the program set bt data to whatever's at serial dot read parentheses parentheses or whatever's happening in the serial dot read parentheses parentheses. So that's that's setting the contents of BT data to whatever it receives from this function serial dot read. And the serial dot read thing is just a built-in. Again, it's part of the Arduino serial library. And you can close your curly brace there. So I mean, like I say, strictly speaking, you don't need that if loop or that if statement rather, but it's safer to do that because that way it wait it that that way it waits for the serial port to be available, um, and then it kicks into serial read mode. Okay, so then you can, I mean, really this is it. This is the this is the, the final stretch. We've got about like eight more lines maybe. Um, so you can do a switch, and the switch is going to take BT data. So your, your switch statement is listening to everything coming in through the serial port because bt data is assigned to the serial.read and your switch statement is 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 taking bt data as its input and it's just looping over and over to do that so then you do a curly brace and you do a case c a s e space uh quote let's do um e quote e close quotes uh colon not semicolon but colon and uh we'll set that to digital write parentheses light comma high close parentheses semicolon so we're just saying if you get the e key as input set the light which is on pin 7 to its highest value whatever that is uh, and then semicolon and then serial dot print line or print println p-r-i-n-t-l-n and then parentheses quote light light on close quote close parentheses, semicolon. That's just a debug statement. Um, you probably won't even see that, to be honest, but it's there just in case we need it. And then bt data equals quote star quote semicolon and then break semicolon. I think you'll get the hang of this. So the next one is case quote, let's do r close quote colon digital write parentheses light comma low close parentheses semicolon. And then the same thing, uh, some kind of debug statement telling yourself that, hey, the lights are off. And 
uh, BT data equals quote star quote close uh, semicolon rather, and then break semicolon, and then online I've seen a lot of people do a delay delay parentheses five thousand close parentheses semicolon. I don't know if that's actually necessary. I all it's really doing is is slowing down the loop. Really, it's just kind of like all right, let's wait, you know, and then we'll loop back around. Maybe not strictly necessary. Um, and then curly brace, curly brace to close all of your different. Or I'm sorry, that was just one curly brace. I think we're no, no two because we're in the switch statement and then the loop. Yeah, so curly brace, curly brace. Um, okay, so there you go. That's your little basic program. So what you're doing there is you're saying the you know assuming that you're using WASD as your input for your controlling of the Martian rover. You're hitting E to turn your lights on and R to turn your lights off. And that's setting up your program. And if you click the Verify button in your Arduino IDE, it should verify. And if not, you can go correct all your forgotten semicolons and misspellings of your variable names. So you've got the Arduino set up now, essentially to to read data in from the Bluetooth and then forward some command on to something else that is connected to it. Now the trick that, that I'm really, this episode is actually really supposed to be about, um, it's setting up the Bluetooth part. And that, that's a little bit more confusing than, than what we just did. And there's a lot of conflicting information online. Surprise, surprise. Uh, but it's actually not that hard. It's just, it's something that you have to, to do and understand, and then you're done. Um, so the first note that I should make here is that uh, the it, like there are there are smartphone controllers that that we found for the Arduino over Bluetooth. You can just gr- grab it from the Google Play Store if you're using uh, Android. But the problem is, of course, that not everyone is using Android. Uh, so we had to assume... I mean, there's probably, realistically... Well, I can say for sure that there's not a program for Firefox OS that does that. Um, but there's that other uh, mobile operating system out there, and I have no idea if they have a Bluetooth controller for that. They 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 may, they probably do, but I don't know because we don't have access to that um, mobile OS. So we figured, well, we'd pr- better make some kind of like fallback little simple application that will that, that can control this Bluetooth module just from a, from a laptop. So uh, I set about doing that and learned a whole lot about Python serial uh, modules as well as Bluetooth on the computer, like how how you can get how can, how you can send serial instructions via Bluetooth, essentially. And this is this it gets tricky, and there are lots of things that'll trip you up. So, for instance, my first day of trying this, I just had the Arduino plugged into my computer, and I kept thinking that that when I was sending signals to Dev TTY ACM zero. Well, that should be getting passed on to the Bluetooth module, right? Well, no, not at all, actually. Not nowhere near that, that you're completely off base. So, no, that's not how you do it. In fact, you don't want to have the Arduino plugged into your computer. Um, 
could because that that or I mean you, I guess you can but you you if you do that you will probably forget and you will start talking to it and doing things wrong so I've I've warned you um the other thing to do is or the, the other thing that you will probably try is to send signals to this like dev tty acm0 thinking you're talking to the bluetooth over this that serial port or something and that that's wrong as well um just get out of your mind that the dev tty acm0 exists or that you're you know whatever you saw when you plugged in your arduino that was the arduino not your bluetooth module i i promise you um the way that you have to set up a bluetooth on linux i mean well okay so two things first of all you can you can pair your computer your 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 actual laptop or whatever to a bluetooth module you know how to do that right i mean you go to your system settings or whatever you go to your bluetooth control panel you pair a device and it's it's simple and we've all done it i mean i don't even have any bluetooth devices really and i've done it well obviously i have but i mean even before before i started playing around with this hco5 and hco6 i i i'd done it so it's it's pretty common you always, you have a, the occasion to do that um so you do need to do that but the way that you do it you also need to tell the system you you need to marry that bluetooth device to a, a specific serial port that you can that you can talk to so the first thing to do is to attach the bluetooth module to your arduino in order to do that you'll need either a breadboard or some kind of uh you know basic circuit board um breadboard obviously makes it a lot easier because you don't have to solder anything so if you plug it into a breadboard you power the breadboard you can send the uh, send some power like 3.3 volts to the VCC connection on the HCO5 or 6 and then of course you send the ground to ground that's pretty simple and then as I said RX from the Bluetooth goes to the TX of the Arduino and the TX of the Arduino goes to the RX of the Bluetooth crossover okay that's connected done now you need to add yourself to the serial group so that you have permission to talk to the serial to, to a serial device uh, slackware has that already set up it assumes you want access to dial out other 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 linux distributions do not seem to have that automatically set up so that's fine all you have to do is do a user mod and so as either root or with sudo do um, user mod space dash a for append space dash capital G for supplemental groups and then space dial out that's d-i-a-l-o-u-t and then space and then your username and hit return that adds you to the dial out group which is the default group that controls and manages the serial device of uh, devices of your computer so now you need to log out you can reboot but you don't have to you can just log out and then log back in um, it's just basically once your desktop starts it got a list of all your groups and it's not going to check for that again why would it so you log out log back in and then if you do a uh, groups command on the terminal you should see that yes the dial out group is now something that you are in 
Okay, so all that's done. So now you have to set up, you have to marry the Bluetooth device that you're going to connect to to the RFCOM port of your computer. The RFCOM is, I guess, RFCOM, RF communication probably. Um, it's, it's a serial port, and that's where you want to talk to this thing. I mean, I guess technically... No, I think you should do it here. I'm, I was going to say you could probably mess around with other settings, but let's just do it this way. Okay, so the first thing that you want to do, and this is going to sound weird, but the first thing you want to do, you, you have to tell your computer how to how to connect to that Bluetooth device, um, meaning that Bluetooth devices usually have some kind of PIN code so that you know not just anyone can come, come stroll up and, and pair with that device. The default PIN code for pretty much every HCO5 or HCO6, uh, as far as I can tell, is 1234. Um, you can change that if you go into the firmware and tell it what PIN to, to use. We're not going to even go near that right now because it, it, it gets really complex because the HCO5 and the HCO6, and then you got different manufacturers who give you different PIN accesses. And yeah, it's just... Uh, it's not something that I want to get into, and it's actually quite frustrating. I've been fighting with that for quite some time now. So anyway, um, so we'll do a. We need to get the MAC address of the Bluetooth module of of your specific Bluetooth module. The way that you can do that is either you know just turn it on, get 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 power to that Bluetooth module so that it's broadcasting itself, and then go to pair it with your computer. And usually, or your phone even, and usually you'll see the MAC address when you go to pair a device. If if for some reason that doesn't work for you, then you can, if you plug the Arduino into your computer with the Bluetooth device attached to it, do an HCI tool space scan, and that should return the MAC address of the Bluetooth. So let's just say that mine is 2015.05.21.17.39. So I need to make a directory for that MAC address in my varlib Bluetooth folder. So that's su-c or sudo, whatever you use, make dir slash var slash lib slash Bluetooth slash, and then the MAC address. So 20 um, backslash colon... 15 backslash colon 05 backslash colon 21 backslash colon 20 or 17 backslash colon 39. That's made that directory. Now we need to make a file in that directory called pin codes, P I N C O D E S, and that's going to contain the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4. You can just do that with an echo statement. So again, with sudo or su c, whatever you use, sudo echo quote, one, two, three, four, close quote, redirect, slash var, slash lib, slash bluetooth, slash 20, and then tab, and then slash pin codes. Okay, so now you've got your, you've got that device listed by its MAC address, and it's got its own little pin code inside of its folder in a file called pin codes. So that means that automatically, well, not yet, but, but eventually, automatically, that bluetooth will, will be able to connect to that computer without without prompt, without interactive things happening. You can just make that happen. Okay, so now you need to edit the configuration file for the Bluetooth uh, RFCOM configuration. So that is Emacs or Vim or whatever you use, slash Etsy, slash Bluetooth, slash RFCOM, dot conf. And you need to do that as root, because it's in the slash Etsy folder. 
And it's a pretty self-explanatory file, to be honest. It, 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 it's all commented out, so uncomment the, the relevant parts. And in the end, it'll look something like this. rfcom0, curly brace, bind yes, semicolon, device 2015.05.21, so your MAC address. You don't need to escape anything. It can just be 20 colon, 15 colon, 05 colon, 17 colon, 21 colon, 32 uh, semicolon. And then channel 1, semicolon. And then some kind of comment. I don't. It's probably not even necessary, but it was there, so I used it. Comment quote hc dash o six is what I'm using. Close quote semicolon close curly brace. Save that, and then restart your Bluetooth. So however you do that, whether it's system control or slash etsy slash rc dot d slash rc dot bluetooth space restart. However you do it, restart Bluetooth. If you don't know how to do it, restart your computer. Something needs to jog the Bluetooth's uh, little internal configuration status so that it sees that RFCOM now belongs to 21.15.05, or, you know, whatever your MAC address for that Bluetooth module is. Now, um, while we're waiting for you to, to do that, I will note here that um, at one time I was... Uh, I was kind of thinking of coming up with a little quick, just a really quick and simple application that would, uh, you know, use like KSudo, KDE sudo, or uh, or what is it, KDE su, or GTK sudo, or whatever the, those two things are, to prompt the user for the root password, and then if you had the root password, it would it would ask you for the MAC address of the Bluetooth, and then it would do all that stuff itself. Um, I I kind of ran out of time. But I feel like, especially if you have more than one Bluetooth module, and we had like 16, um, it, 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 it actually gets kind of confusing to try to make sure, okay, this Bluetooth module has to be along with this laptop, because if we get it mixed up, then they won't connect, and it'll mayhem will happen. So that's how you do that. And yeah, it's, it's a bit of a, it's, you know, there's some setup there, obviously. It's... Uh, it's not necessarily, you know, it, it, it there is a little bit of <laughs> of setup, um, but that's fine. You can do that, and then once you've done it, you don't have to do it again. Um, and that's how that's done. Okay, so the next thing then, the I guess the the final step of this really, is to come up with some kind of application that will then control the or you know talk to the Bluetooth. And that's the real trick, except not really. It's actually really, really simple. Um, I came up with a really basic little PyCute front end for this. I will send. I will post the address of that um, that repository. It is. Um, I mean, I'll put it in the show notes, but just so you hear it, it is GitLab.com/makerbox/rovcon. R-O-V-C-O-N. That's the repository housing housing these these files the the files are are pretty simple don't get confused by the structure of the um of, of the repository uh the rovcon file out in the root level is just a starting script it, it doesn't that's not the application the application you're looking for is uh in user share pi shared mars libs and the the one that actually does anything is the GUI.py. I'm not going to read all 
193 lines of this little program, which, I mean, you have to admit, is nothing. You know, I mean, 193 lines, that's nothing. But it's a bit much if we were going to read it ourselves. Um, so basically, the init, the init statement, you know, sets up the, go- the, the layout and, and sets up all the buttons and does things like that. It's pretty simple, pretty basic. It's just, it's very verbose. That's like, of the 193 lines, that is literally 102 of them. So the main loop is the part that's kind of the most interesting. That's got all the button presses. And so I'll just, I'll read you, like, one of the the most common ones. So, for instance, well, first of all, the, the one that listens for stuff to happen is the function syncom, def syncom. And that's, um, it, it, it listens for an action from, from the user and from, from the serial port specifically, it's listening, you know, in on the serial port, which we define with the Python serial library. And depending on what value it receives, it triggers, it, it triggers some kind of value to, or, or byte to be written to the serial port. So that's one caveat I want to make sure that you understand. If you do what I did initially and do and do like a serial dot write, or actually it's well, it could be serial. It just depends on what you call the variable. But let, yeah, serial dot write uh, parentheses value close parentheses, it will probably fail. Uh, what you need to do is do a self or a, yeah self dot serial dot write parentheses bytes parentheses value close parentheses close parentheses in other words the serial port doesn't know what to do with the raw data as you send it like the ascii code or whatever you have to send it like something as translated through this bytes function i honestly don't really i didn't have time to look into why it was happening all i did was find out the solution and plug it in because i was really really short on time so um what what the user is doing of course is pressing buttons and with the pyqt uh framework i guess you assign you know you connect a button press to some function in your in your program so what i have are well what i actually have are forward back right and left buttons but i also have a light button so I call that uh, def go underscore light parentheses uh, self close parentheses colon, and it just basically says if the light if self dot light dot is checked, then we'll print lights on again just for debugging, and we'll say self dot um parentheses quote w. Why do I have w there? That doesn't make any sense. Close quote close parentheses. I don't think that's really correct. I don't I didn't want w. Um oh, I did because the program that I was using, yeah, okay, that's fine. Um so w. Uh self.light.set icon. Oh yeah, that's just for the graphic. Um and then of course otherwise if the if the lights are off, then we'll send a lowercase w because the program that um that we were using on the smartphones kind of had all these key presses assigned to it and we wanted to use you know for consistency we wanted to use the same the same signals um 
because that's what the Arduino would be listening for. Uh, so that's that's why it's W and not like something other than that. Um, yeah, and that's that's all it does really is it sits there and listens for an input on the keyboard or on the GUI where you're printing uh, you're you're clicking, and it takes whatever value you have caused to occur and it tells syncom the syncom function to send that value over the serial port to, of course, the Bluetooth device. Now, the place that that happens is... I mean, normally you might think it would be in the init sequence, and that's initially kind of where I was thinking it should go. But then I realized we we don't want necessarily the application to attempt a Bluetooth connection whenever you start the application, because what if what if everything's not ready then? So it, that it would be silly to to require, oh, you can't use this application unless you started it after you powered on the Bluetooth device. That seems a little bit clunky. So I just made a connection button on the application itself. And so again, in PyQ, you click a button, and you connect that to a function. So it's def, I have def go underscore con blue. Um, I, I forget, the go thing was somehow something in my head was like, oh, every function is going to be preceded by Go. Um, so co- connection con blue is obviously connecting Bluetooth. So def go underscore con blue self. If self con blue is checked, then we'll try to make a connection. And the connection that you make is self.serial or self.ser, whatever you want to call it, equals serial.serial. That's weird, but it's true. The Python module is called serial and then the thing that you want to use from that serial class is dot serial with a capital S, and then it's parentheses quote slash dev slash rfcom zero, which you'll remember we we assigned on the computer at the system level. Hey, that's my Bluetooth thing with this pin. Close quote comma ninety six hundred, which you'll recall is the baud rate. Close parentheses. And I did some error checking in there. You know, if we get an error back, then we stop attempting to connect, and we just tell we we print it out. Oh, there's an error. And I think somewhere in there, I have a status bar. Yeah, here it is. I have a status bar of saying, yes, we've been connected. And really, I should I should add that status message in case of an error as well, so we get we get the error readout right there in the interface. But um, I just didn't have a chance to, to get to that yet. So, um, yeah, that's it. There's, there's a disconnect function in there as well, but but that's that's the thing you really need to know is, like, is the self, yeah, self dot, you know, ser equals serial dot serial capital S parent quote slash dev slash rf com zero close quote comma 9600 close parentheses. That is what makes Python set that serial destination rf com zero so that when you send stuff over, you know, serial, whatever that is, serial, uh, then it knows where to send it. It sends it to dev rfcom0. And of course, on the system level, without Python, anything that the system receives at slash dev slash rfcom0, as long as you're in the dial-out group, the system knows, oh, well, that's my gateway out to the Bluetooth module with this MAC address. So the signal gets forwarded onto the Bluetooth at that MAC address. And then, of course, on the Arduino, the Bluetooth thing sends whatever it's receiving through the TX port which gets read in 
to the Arduino on pin 0, slash, you know, the 0 otherwise known as Rx, which, of course, as we know, triggers the Arduino then to say, oh, I'm going to send that same signal, or I'm going to send this signal either high or low to whatever's plugged into pin 7, and then that will make your LED light come on or turn off. And that same principle applies no matter what. If it's a, if it's a motor, if it's a servo, if it's, I don't know, that's all I got for you. Servos and motors and lights. Um, so yeah, that's that's how you do LED. No, that's how you do Bluetooth. That's how you do Bluetooth stff with the Arduino with a little bit of Pi-Cute thrown in for good measure. And I will put lots of links in the show notes, I'm sure, or at least one link. Thank you very much for listening. This has been Hacker Public Radio. I hope it's been enjoyable to you. And um, if you have anything you've been working on or thinking about or or musing about or wondering about record an episode and re- uh, send it in it's it's actually not as hard as it sounds you can just sit there and ramble and and people will accept it as an episode they don't know they're just like uh this is what hacker public radio is and you know what in the end that's exactly what hacker public radio is okay that's enough thanks for listening i will talk to you next time You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.